0: Sports columnist Jim Suhan joins us now. Hey, Jim, good morning. Morning, Jay. Well, what a nice night last night. uh, The Timberwolves uh, knock off the L.A. Clippers in Los Angeles. They get back to 500 with that win. Your thoughts on that victory?
1: Jaden McDaniels was good throughout. Gobert had a really dominant second quarter, especially when the Clippers tried to play small ball. Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, Anthony Edwards despite having to deal with a lot of double teams and uh, you know defenses really going crazy uh trying to trap him trying to double him triple him play boxing ones against him uh he got off to a slow shooting start but then he made a lot of big plays down the stretch played really solid defense uh wasn't you know wasn't a pretty game uh but kyle anderson made a couple of big plays down the stretch mcdaniels had a big three-pointer and they uh it, it just kind of a, to me, a snapshot of the Western Conference. You have the Clippers who have, you know, star quality players like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but they're very flawed. They don't play very good defense. You have the Wolves who still missing towns, still trying to figure out how to play with a new lineup and Conley and everything else. Uh, but they have lots of talent and any, <laughs> any, it's like in both the NHL, the Western Conference and the NBA Western Conference, what you're seeing right now is you have a good week and you're up Top five seed. You have a bad week, you might be out of the playoffs. Uh The Wolves are having a bad, <laughs> had a really bad week last week. Uh, then they start off by winning on the road against the Clippers, and you know now they're just a few games out of a, a pretty good uh, playoff seat. Now they also get to play. The, you know this was supposed to be a tough road trip. Uh, they beat the Clippers, and now they get to play the Lakers without LeBron James on Friday night. Uh, that could be a win, and they could be in great shape again.
0: How about Jane uh, McDaniels? You just talked about his performance last night. Um, he's a guy that's always been kind of a a contributor, but his role seems like it's expanding. What is the ceiling on him?
1: Well, he's already a really good player. And maybe, you know, we always like to think in terms of improvement, but the improvement doesn't always happen. It's not an automatic. Jane McDaniels could have a great career being exactly who he is right now. Uh, he can shoot the three, he can finish at the rim, he can make an eight footer for you. Uh, he can score without having plays run for him. He's a great on the ball defender. He's an excellent team defender. Um, you know, I think for him to really grow dramatically from what he's doing right now, where he's already a very good player, uh, he'd just, he'd need to become more of an offensive um, go-to player. Is that going to happen when Edwards and Towns are healthy? Uh, You know, I don't know. Um, Right now he fits perfectly because you don't have to run plays for him. And he can still have nights where he he beats other teams offensively uh, by hitting open shots, by finding his places. Is he ever going to be the kind of guy you you run plays for and you say, we want this guy to get 20 uh, a game? Maybe, but maybe that only happens on a bad team. You know, maybe his best role is doing exactly what he's doing now for a contender.
0: Jim, how do you think the offense flows when Conley is there, and does it make a difference when Gobert's in the lineup too?
1: Uh, well, Conley is a better defender than D'Lo. He's a better he's better at playing pure point guard, which is running a team, running an offense. He's a better team defender, uh, better on-the-ball defender. He's better at getting Gobert the ball where Gobert wants it and making it easier for him to catch. Uh, where he isn't as good as De- De- Russell is Russell ca- is a volume shooter, and this year he was a very efficient uh shooter. Uh Conley has been is not only not the offensive force Russell is, he also just isn't making open shots right now. You don't need the way this team is set up right now. They don't need Conley to be a volume shooter, but they need him to make open shots. They need him to keep defenses honest. They need him to take advantage of open spaces created by his teammates. He really hasn't done that yet. That could still happen, but it hasn't happened yet.
0: Jim, how about the Minnesota Wild? They win last night in a shootout 2-1. to one. They beat the New York Islanders. Ryan Reeves gets his first goal, and then uh, they get a goal from Goudreau, the only goal scored in the shootout. And another good night in net for Philip Gustafson. 39 saves for him. Um, would you say Gustafson is kind of projecting as more of a number one than they thought he would be?
1: Yeah, he's been a – and I give Garen credit for this. Garen has made a lot of moves as Wild Jenner manager that don't wow anybody when they're made, and then two, three, four, five months, a year later, you're going, okay, that made a lot of sense what he did. And I think this is another one. Gustafson, you know, that was not a wow move. Now Gustafson right now is kind of a number one goaltender on the fourth seed in the Western Conference. That's pretty good. Uh, now, Flory might end up being the number one in the playoffs. You know, they don't need to make a decision on any of that stuff now. But right now they have two good goalies. They're on a winning streak, even though they're not scoring goals, which tells you how good the defense and how good the goaltenders have been lately. Um, and now they made two trades, you know, for Johansson and Nyquist. Johansson will join right away. Nyquist is getting over a shoulder injury. And listen, none are, neither of them are dominant, uh, offensive players, but they both, they both have offensive skills. They both skate well. And you're adding them a team that if they can just score a little bit, it looks like they can win a lot of games. Again, they're back. You know, uh, the Western Conference is so tight that every time the Wild has a bad week or two, they drop way down, and every time they have a good run, they go way up right out of the fourth seed and not that far out of the number one seed.
0: Jim, uh, when you look at, uh, you know, this Wild team, it seems like they they, they had that rough patch. Um, Don't they seem like they have those every year? And does every NHL team kind of have that rough couple of weeks where they just are not scoring goals or just struggling?
1: It's just the nature of a packed eighty-two game schedule. Everybody knows you shouldn't have these sports should not be playing eighty-two games. It's not good for the players, it's not good for the product. It guarantees that every team's gonna have slumps, every team's gonna have off the nights, every team's gonna have low energy nights. It's just the way it is. Uh so that's why you gotta look at the standings. That's why you gotta look at context. I know the you know, Wolves fans are very frustrated that the Wolves have lost a lot of games to lesser teams and blown a lot of leads. And I get that. It looks terrible when you watch it happen. But if you also pay attention to the rest of the league, every team is blowing leads and every team is losing games they shouldn't lose because that's the nature of the NBA. Every team has offensive talent. Every team has bad stretches of schedule. Every team has off nights. It's just the nature of these sports. So that's why you always got to go back to the standings and you always got to go back to context on these sports. Uh, The Wild. Yeah, they've had bad stretches. So has everybody else. That's why they can have bad stretches, still be the fourth seed right now, and still be not not that far out of the number one seed.
0: Jim, the uh, Twins in uh, spring training baseball yesterday, no game results don't matter that much. 10-7, they beat the Braves. Uh, Eddie Julian, who's been leading off at different games for him this year, uh, he had two home runs, drove in four yesterday. Uh, guy that we really haven't brought up, is there something there with him?
1: Yeah, uh, he has made a move. Uh he is a really talented offensive player. He is going to be a big part of their future. Uh, so, you know, he could be somebody, and, and this is where the, the, the twins are because they built up their, their franchise uh, the way they have the last handful of years. Uh, he could be uh, Polanco's eventual replacement second base. He could be quality depth. He could be a bench player. He could be somebody you trade for real quality. Uh, he really made a move, uh, last year in the fall league. He just had a, you know, 1.248, uh, OPS in the fall league against top prospects. Uh, double A, he had a 931 OPS. Fort Myers, which is not a good offensive, which is not an easy place to hit. You, you know, it's a ball. It's high A with big ballparks and dead air. He had a 946 OPS there. Uh, he is, he's, he's legit. He, you know, and he's, uh, he projects to be probably an average fielder. And I don't mean average in a bad way. I mean he can handle the position, be an offensive player. So again, he could be he could be starting at second base if Polanco gets hurt this year, or they move on from Polanco somewhere in the near future, or he could be really valuable trade asset. And that, and that's the way good franchises operate. They have they have that kind of depth.
0: How about Brooks Lee? Um, he was two for three yesterday, batting four forty four this spring. I know making the team out of camps is probably not going to happen, but um, he was you know, first-round pick. Um, how quickly could he get to the majors?
1: He's He is very capable of being a fast riser. He can really hit. Uh, he can handle his position. Uh, he's one of the many people we see the Twins draft shortstop who could play anywhere. Uh, he and Royce Lewis give them two high-quality guys who can play anywhere on the field. Uh, who can play shortstop, but can also play around who, who are going to be in the big leagues because of their bats. Once again, uh, they project him to be a really good major league player. So, you know, th- that's the interesting thing is there's kind of a little window here for Kirilov, Larnick, Walner, Garlick uh, to, to, to seize a job, whether it's first base DH or being in the mix with DH and bench, uh, bad bats. And they're all nice players. And they all hit for power. But they also have people coming right up behind them. Uh, Lee, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, that they've, you know, Emma Rodriguez is going to be, should be a really dynamic player. They got a couple of really good offensive players in the, uh, in the Arise trade. Which one, and this is one of the reasons, you know, as unpopular as the Arise trade was, they didn't make the, one of the reasons they made the Arise trade is they were dealing from a position of strength. They have a lot of good corner players. In their current lineup and on the way, Arise was a corner player. Uh, and they dealt for good young controller pitching and good prospects, which are things that you can't have enough of. And now you see why they did it, because they have a bunch of people who can replace Arise eventually or or immediately. Jim, one last one.
0: Go for women's basketball playing in the Big Ten tournament at Target Center. They take on Penn State today, a team they beat recently. Um, they got a chance to win a game, maybe two, in this tournament?
1: Yeah, and I think I misspoke on Monday. I was coming off vacation. I was a little out of it. Uh, I think I referred to Penn State as a really good team, and Penn State is not a really good team. Uh, Penn State is a team that the Gophers should beat today, and if they win this game, combined with a couple of nice wins down the stretch, you know, I think the Gopher Gopher fans can feel a lot better about where this program is right now. I, you know, and then if they win this one, then they have a chance to win that second game. Uh, Michigan's good, but not unbeatable, and they should have something of a home court advantage. So uh, this would be a nice time for the Gophers to make a little run. All right, Jim, what do you got in
0: your podcasts?
1: Uh, we just put out the Viking Update show with a lot of developments and uh, Quesi talking at the Combine. Uh, doesn't look like they're really all that interested in bringing Dalvin Cook back. does look like they're going to bring Dalvin Tomlinson back. Of course, they want to get deals done with Cousins and Jefferson. We talked about all that. Uh, we have a good John Krasinski show up. Everything is talk North at TalkNorth.com or on your favorite podcast app.
0: All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Chubbian Sports Columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Stribb. Check out his latest column to Star Chub or his podcast at talknorth.com. News from ABC next. You're listening to the